Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 200, a first turkey story with Joey and Brody Toon. And I am your host and the guy who is back from vacation with a tan and a beer gut, and what seems to be either a little bit of sinus problems or maybe a slight cold, but I will prevail over this illness. I have to. I have something to look forward to. We are 198 days, 13 hours, 23 minutes, and 47 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. And something just as exciting is that we are about 25 to 26 hours away from kickoff of the 2018 college football season, which I think for most of us is kind of that lead in to fall and a lead in to deer hunting for most of us. And I know I'm not the only one that's excited about the opening of football season. So like I mentioned, this is episode 200, 200 episodes of the Turkey Hunter podcast. It's kind of crazy to think about. So this is the big celebration episode. So here's the celebration. Woohoo! Episode 200. All right. Hey, I've got... Hey, I've got a cool show for you guys today with my friend Joey Toon and his 10-year-old son Brody, who joined me to tell the story of Joey's first turkey. Now, before we get into the story, I've got some turkey soup for you guys this week. First up, we're going to talk about the state of Delaware. So Delaware has made some changes to their turkey hunting policies for next year, for 2019. And there really is a lot to this article. So I'm just going to read the whole thing to you. From the DelawareStateNews.net website, the article is entitled, Turkey Permits to be Issued by State's Forest Service. And it was written on August the 11th. The article says, Another change to hunting policy this year is that the Delaware Forest Service will be issuing their own turkey hunting permits instead of doing so through the DNREC, which is the Delaware Department of Natural Resources and Environmental Control. It was announced last month that permits to hunt turkeys in state forests will be issued through a separate lottery starting in the 2019 spring season. The 2019 
turkey hunting season runs for four consecutive weeks from April the 13th to May the 11th with a special youth and non-ambulatory disabled hunter day scheduled for April the 6th. Turkey hunters will be able to request a permit for Blackbird State Forest, Tabor State Forest, and Redden State Forest. Hunters may also indicate their request for preferred weeks and locations. The change will now provide hunters with up to two weeks of permitted turkey hunting, either at a DNREC wildlife area or a Delaware State Forest. State forest hunting is still free to the public and requires no separate usage fees. The DFS receives no funding from income generated by hunting license and registration fees. Despite the change, all previous turkey hunting license and registration requirements will remain in effect. Harvested wild turkeys must still be registered through the state turkey hunting check stations. Hunters are also required to complete a turkey hunting safety education course. Although seemingly a small policy change, DFS is rolling it out as the first step in a five-year plan to help support and grow the turkey population in the state's public forests. We're taking over the permitting process, so we'll have access to the hunters who use the state forest so we can build a relationship with them and get their feedback, said Kyle Hoyd, the department's assistant forestry administrator. We weren't able to do that before because of DNREC's standards, but now we can communicate with hunters and survey them on things like when and where they're hunting and suggestions on how to improve the hunt. DFS has taken note lately that the turkey population has been dwindling in the state forests while their natural predators are flourishing at the same time. We're hoping the hunters can give us feedback that will lead to better land management and creation of more turkey habitat through things like clear cutting and installing food plots, Mr. Hoyd said. Down in forests like Redden, we're not seeing turkey populations thrive like they once did. And we don't know if it's environmental or predator related. We are seeing a lot more foxes and raccoons, though, who are their main predators and can have a huge impact on nesting turkeys and their eggs. Well-placed clear-cuts can help build turkey habitat, said Mr. Hoyd. We already do some clear-cutting, but we'd like to go in and do more spread-out, small-acre clearing, which can be great for turkeys and install more food sources that can also help support the deer population, said Mr. Hoyd. Pending feedback from hunters, Mr. Hoyd also says that the DFS is considering opening the forest to trapping to target predators. We're hoping to open up trapping for foxes, raccoons, and other predators soon, he said. It's what DNREC currently does on state land, but we've never really thought it was necessary until now where we are seeing a lot more predators than turkeys. Essentially, the permits will be the same as DNREC's, but they'll be obtained either at a state forest office or from the Department of Agriculture's website. In addition, the DFS will use a system that allows hunters to call in if they no longer need their permit so it can be reassigned to another individual on the waiting list. This was developed in response to a lack of hunters 
during the 2017 and 2018 seasons. The DFS will also provide hunters with a survey card that they will fill out to apply the following year that includes questions on how many turkeys they saw, days hunted, what tracks they hunted, etc. Now, the rest of the article goes on to talk a little bit more about deer hunting than turkeys, so I'm going to skip over that part of the article now. Like I said before I read that, there are a great deal of talking points in that article, but I just want to touch on one for a minute. I've heard from several of you guys about what has or is being affectionately called my rant episode from a few weeks ago. Even though I didn't want it to be a rant, I guess it came across that way and that's okay. But you guys that have reached out to me said that you wish your home state would do some of the things that I mentioned in that episode that I wished the state of Alabama would do. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time to email me with your thoughts about that episode. That means a lot. All right, but I'm, I'm getting off track here. The thing that stood out to me in this article is this, and I'm going to quote the article again because this jumped off the page at me. We're taking over the permitting process, so we'll have access to the hunters who use the state forest so we can build a relationship with them and get their feedback said Kyle Hoyd, the department's assistant forestry administrator. We weren't able to do that before because of DNREC's standards, but now we can communicate with hunters and survey them on things like when and where they're hunting and suggestions on how to improve the hunt. Delaware gets it. Delaware gets it. To effectively run any business these days, the business must have a way to communicate with its clients and customers. Our state game departments must have a list of their customers, us, the hunters, and a way to inexpensively and effectively communicate with them via email maybe. There are exponentially more of us hunters than there will ever be wildlife enforcement officers and biologists in our states. Those biologists need to take advantage of the hundreds of thousands of ears and eyes that belong to the people that hunt the animals that those states biologists are trying to manage. So my hat's off to the Delaware Forest Service for understanding the amazing resource that they have at their fingertips, being their hunters, wanting information and feedback from those hunters, and taking the necessary steps to put that information to use. Gathering information is the first step to solving any problem any problem in the world. We have to know what's going on. And when state game and fish departments ignore the hunters who are in the woods every single day during hunting season and they don't get the feedback and input from those hunters, they are missing out on the greatest opportunity they have to effectively manage the game populations in those states. All right, next up, 
is New Hampshire and the New Hampshire Spring 2018 turkey hunting harvest numbers are in. And hunters harvested a total of 4,203 turkeys in New Hampshire during the spring season. And that's down a little bit from the total of 4,482 that was taken in the 2017 spring season, but it ranks as the third highest spring harvest. So the biologist in this article mentions that they think the harvest numbers are down because of the warm weather that they had in the last two weeks of their season. So even though we've had all that doom and gloom from so many states, there are still a handful of states out there that have healthy populations of wild turkeys and their hunters are still harvesting a good number of birds. Those of you who are pursuing your super slam of wild turkeys might want to keep some of this information in your back pocket while you're planning trips for the upcoming years. Hey, I found an article online that talked about a new website called Easy Access Hunts. And the site is easyaccesshunts.com. Easy Access Hunts is a platform to connect landowners and hunters who are not looking for a long-term lease. So, think Airbnb for hunting. I've reached out to the owner of the website, and I'm trying to get him on this show in an upcoming episode to tell us a little bit more about the site and how we can effectively use it to help us accomplish some of our goals, being grand slams and super slams. So keep your eyes and ears out for that episode. I hope to get him on sometime soon and talk about his website a a little bit. I think it's a great idea. And now for the last but not least important ingredient in our recipe for turkey soup this week. I... As the host of the Turkey Hunter podcast and your turkey hunting buddy would be remiss if I did not let you know that bullfrog season is now open in Nebraska and it runs all the way through the month of October, ending on 10-31-18. Obviously, I know this has nothing to do with turkeys, but I thought it was too good not to share with you guys. You know, with me being from Alabama having grown up in Alabama, and there being bullfrogs in what seems to be every mud puddle around the state, it just seems funny to me that a state would have a season on bullfrogs, but they know more about their own state and their animals in those states than I do. So I'm just guessing that bullfrog hunting is extremely popular in Nebraska, and maybe bullfrogs are not as plentiful, so the state has to monitor the population. I have no idea, but I think it's fun to talk about it for a minute or two. Bullfrog season. Bullfrogs. Okay, Okay. so that's all the soup that I have for you guys today. Now, let's get into today's story with Joey and Brody Toon. So, I've known Joey now for a couple of years. Joey's in a business group that I'm in. And Joey joined it a couple of years ago. We got to know each other. And pretty much everybody in that group knows that I turkey hunt because I don't hide it. Not everyone in that group knows that I host a podcast about turkey hunting, mainly just because I don't run around telling everybody that I host a podcast. 
it probably would help to boost the number of listeners, but I would rather you guys run around and tell everybody about the Turkey Hunter podcast than I would run around and tell everybody about the Turkey Hunter podcast. So Joey knew that I turkey hunt and he'd mentioned to me a couple of times that he wanted to go and he wanted to take me with him down to his property that he hunts down in southwest Alabama and try to call in a turkey for him. And obviously I'm going to say yes to those invites like that. I'd be crazy not to. So we have been turkey hunting together a few times, I think maybe three or four times so far. And we had one close encounter and you probably heard me mention that close encounter in the replay that was played last week. Well, it was only a couple of weeks after that that Joey and Brody went back down to the property by themselves and hit pay dirt. And to tell us more about it, here are Joey Toon and his son Brody. And I will see you guys on the other side. Hey guys, I am excited today because I have two special guests in the world headquarters for the Turkey Hunter podcast right here, right now, for our very first live and in-person interviews. And so I'm going to let our guests introduce themselves. So I'm going to let the tall one go first and then the short one go second. My name is Joey Toon, and I'm here with uh, my son. You introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Brody Toon. And uh, we're here to share our experience about uh, harvesting our, our first turkey together. That's awesome. So to give you guys a little bit of background, you may recognize Joey's name from, actually it was a recent episode that I just replayed last week. Joey has been kind enough to invite me to go turkey hunting with him a few times. And last year, I went with Joey and Brody the first time. And we did a lot of walking and didn't hear very much gobbling. We saw some turkeys and we saw a couple of coyotes hunting our decoys, didn't we? Yeah. And that was awesome. Mm -hmm. So was that a first for you, Brody? Yeah. Now, I'm a little bit older than you and that was a first for me. It was? I've had coyotes come into my calling before and bobcats come into my calling, but I have never had coyotes see my decoys from as far away as those coyotes saw because we saw them when they first came out in the field. They were, what, 300 yards away maybe? Yeah. yeah. And we watched them go all the way down the edge of that field, past the decoys, and then they ran across the field like they were being real slick, got to the woods line that we were in, and then attacked our decoys, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Tried to. Yeah, they tried to. So that was actually pretty cool. That was a fun experience. So when Joey and Brody and I were at his club last year, well, in 2017, we had an early spring across much of the country. And so... I felt like Joey's club was probably better suited for an early season hunt. So I asked Joey to bring me back earlier for the 2018 season. And we went a couple of times. I went once with Joey and our buddy Drew. And then, well, Brody, I think, may have gotten checked into school one morning or afternoon. So Brody could go hunting with us. And so we went down that day. It was Drew me, 
Joey and Brody. And me and my hunting buddy Brody went after them. We heard, do you remember how many turkeys we heard gobble that day? Like five, I think. We heard several turkeys gobble, but none of them were very close, were they? Nope. They were closer to your dad and Drew. Yeah. But they couldn't do anything with them. Nothing. But one thing that I know after that trip right there is I know that your dad had this fire in his belly. <laughs> he had this determination. He wanted a turkey. He was going to get a turkey. And so when you and I, when we got back to Birmingham, we were all riding in the truck together. We got back to Birmingham. Before I got out of the truck, what happened? Um, Do you remember? No. Did I give you something? Yes, you gave me the call. I gave you the call. And we practiced calling. Yeah, so we practiced calling on the way back, actually, from mm -hmm. our hunt. And I gave you that call, and I gave you a few conditions about when you could use that call, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Do you remember any of those conditions? One was when there was a turkey that I needed to call in. Second was when we were practicing. And then the third was not to do it around mom because it would drive her crazy. <laughs> so that's the one I have to ask you about. Uh-huh. Have you been using it around your mom? Um, maybe. Maybe? Okay. <laughs> so I am very familiar with how crazy a turkey call will drive a woman of the household. So I can be downstairs in the basement and my wife can be upstairs and I can be working a turkey call down there and I can hear her holler downstairs at me. I can hear that! <laughs> <laughs> Which basically means stop. <laughs> so you practiced with a turkey call. After I gave it to you, you got home, you did some practicing, and your dad did some practicing too. Mm -hmm. And so Joey, I see Joey pretty much once a week, every single week at a business meeting for a business group that he and I are in. And we, of course, in addition to talking business, we talk turkeys. So we've been talking turkey off and on, and I think I was headed out of town that particular weekend. I can't remember if I was going to Mississippi or where I was yeah. headed, North Carolina, but you called me that week after the meeting, and you had some concerns about the weather forecast. Well, we'd had the, the weather was a pretty severe storm coming in Thursday night and Friday morning, and we got an email basically anticipating the, the poor weather and canceling all the softball and, and baseball activities for the park that we participate in. And, and so I'd called Andy and said, hey, what, you know, being a, a new turkey hunter, I wanted to know what effect the weather had on, on the birds and uh, whether or not it'd be worth our time to go down and, and test our luck with the, with the weather. And the answer I got back was the best turkey call in the world is what, Brody? When um, when there's a storm about to hit, because they respond to thunder. That's right. And so we decided Thursday night, we packed everything up. We said rain, rain or shine, snow or sleet, we're going to get down there and try our hand at it. We were excited, uh, hoping for some thunder to locate those birds better. But as what happens a lot of times <laughs> with weather forecasting, <laughs> The forecast was not entirely accurate, was it? No, that storm didn't hit Thursday night. It actually didn't hit till Friday afternoon. And so the morning was great. It was actually a, a warm morning. You knew the storm was coming. Yeah. There was wind, but it was 
fantastic weather-wise for us, and we're really glad we made the decision Thursday night to go down there. Yeah. Made it. Yeah. You know, I think I told you this when we were on the phone, but my decision about whether or not I go hunting is usually made about... All right, so that is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of the story of Joey's first turkey, then you will need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. And how you do that is very simple. All you need to do is send a text message to the number 44222. That text message needs to say one word, turkey hunting. Make it one word with no spaces. Turkey hunting. Once you text that to the number 44222, I will then follow up with a text message asking you to reply with your email address only. And once you reply with your email address only, I will email you a link that you can click on to create a username and a password and to pay the $18 per year annual subscription cost of the Turkey Hunter podcast. That $18 subscription gets you not only the rest of the story about Joey's first turkey, but it gets you the premium content for the next 52 weeks, as well as the premium content for all of our past episodes. There's a bunch of premium content out there for you guys for 18 bucks for a year. So go ahead and subscribe to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. I do not think you'll be disappointed with your decision or your purchase. And with that, I have a favor to ask of you. If this episode made you laugh or smile this week, then please like and share it on social media. That is a great way to help out the show, and I appreciate you guys who do that for me each and every week. And that is it. That is all that I have for you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.